0: guys we were just facetiming or google chatting hangouts whatever this is with three corinns it was corinne in this dimension this is what we came up with because it was a glitch or but we decided it was a glitch in the matrix and there were three images of corinne at the bottom of my screen along with the big picture of of corinne
1: wait you know what i'm realizing right now is we never exited out of this so they themselves just (gasps) left the chat
0: wow they were like don't want any part of this
1: they were like oh wait we're recording a podcast we already quit the podcast in these <laughs> <dimensions>. we're out
0: <laughs> or they're like they're celebrities now and they're like i don't have time for this
1: i don't have time hi hi this is two girls one ghost two
0: girls one ghost and here we are your ghostesses that's corinne hello and i'm sabrina and as far as We know we are talking to the Corinne in this dimension, but we cannot be sure.
1: I feel like it's me. I'm wearing the same robe that I always wear. You can see some nice pasta sauce on my face. (laughs) Where did it go? I see it. It fell off. Now it's in my bed.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, but I feel like maybe you would be the same in all universes, so you wouldn't know... Do
1: you think my personality is so strong that I'm literally just a cut and paste of the same exact person? (laughs) I don't get to live different lives. I'm just so me. You
0: know, I don't know how any of that works.
1: Man, what a bummer. It'd be like impressive, but also such a letdown if I jumped to another dimension and everyone else was something different and cool and I was just still the exact same. (laughs) I'm like, wait, I make how much money? Wait, I'm still living there? Wait. (laughs) But there's no
0: way it would be the exact same if everyone else is different.
1: I guess. Yeah. Would I have a boyfriend? (laughs) (laughs) Would Bigfoot finally come and find me? Oh my god. Would I've already been divorced from Andrew Ranson? What's going on? The most
0: important question to ask about what your life is like in another universe.
1: What's my love life? Am I still struggling on Hinge?
0: (laughs) (laughs) How's that going in this life? Do we not want to talk about it?
1: oh no
0: that's for another
1: podcast that's for another podcast the
0: one that you're gonna start with my mom
1: yes and it's gonna be titled my date with the communist and that will be the opening episode (laughs) but all the other ones will be equally as bad so i was gonna
0: say it's pretty limiting in terms of dates you can talk about
1: i mean i'm sure there were more communists that i didn't know about
0: oh definitely
1: (laughs) oh the guy with the ugly jeans remember you thought i meant like jeans like as in his biology Yes, yep. And I was like, no, I didn't like his his dungarees.
0: (laughs) It's better than wearing, like, flip-flops to a date, to a first date.
1: How's your love life going?
0: (laughs) It's great. I have so many loves. It's Nick and then Leia. We're just all in love. It's a great big love fest over here.
1: Did you see that my brother commented on the Facebook comment that you have? You have a post in our Facebook group going, your bet with Nick you're mm-hmm. trying to get a cat he's trying to get on the podcast and then my brother commented below and was like wait so if nick wins can i also be on the podcast
0: <laughs> we'll just do an episode where you and i don't show up which will give us like a nice break and it's just nick your mom and christian and they have to figure it out yeah, on we'll their just own see
1: what they come up with yeah and then you That'd and i get fun. kicked off this podcast
0: and it becomes two girls one mom one ghost or two guys one mom one ghost
1: yeah there we go (laughs) wonderful is it
0: no this is ours this is
1: our thing it's ours no one can take it from us never i keep my nails are growing really long so i keep biting them not biting them as in like i'm biting them down but biting them to appreciate how much length (laughs) there is how much enters the inside of my mouth which is strange but look at how long they are and it's not i mean it doesn't look that long okay well i'm showing you some broken ones they're beautiful
0: (laughs) I'm so impressed. I'm so happy for you.
1: I follow a blogger. I follow many bloggers. (laughs) But I follow a blogger named Sivan Ayla. And she told me to round, told me specifically Mm. to round my nails instead of doing the square, which I always did square. And it's made them so much stronger and longer.
0: Yeah, I've always done round, square. I can't have my nails longer than this because I get, they feel like they get so much creep and crud in them.
1: Mm. Gotta invest in a nail brush.
0: (sighs) I don't like the feeling of the brush bristles inside my nail. That freaks me out.
1: You know what I'm scarred from It's my first grade teacher. I think I've told you this before. My first grade teacher used to, she used to put one fingernail underneath another and just go, <gasps> ew, and just make that noise all the time. And I hate that noise now because all of first and second grade, that's what I was listening to
0: yeah that's you know she was
1: such a lovely lady
0: there everyone has their weird thing that they do that other people it just drives people crazy
1: and i'm sure she had no idea that a little six-year-old was being driven mad yeah silently right in (laughs) rage sitting there trying to learn audition while still
0: still affected by it
1: still affected years
0: later years and years later i'm trying to think if i had any weird things that my teachers did Probably a million, but I don't remember anything from my childhood, so that's that's where I am. Although this podcast has kind of helped me recover memories. I don't know why, but I feel like when we read listener stories, all of a sudden I'll be like, oh! and it has nothing to do with ghosts, but it, it has to do with my own memories. So this has been therapeutic for me in a, in a nice good. way.
1: Was it, were they, did you block out your childhood because of certain trauma or did you block out your childhood just because you were like, eh? need more storage for future <laughs> memories you know i have no idea
0: if it's trauma i definitely blocked it out where i can't remember it and then um if it's more space then i'm i feel very sad for my brain because that means <laughs> in another five years i won't remember anything else
1: it's like google drive it's like okay <laughs> would you like to pay one dollar for more storage and i'm like yeah I
0: would. we need that those our files are too more. big <laughs> yeah i want to regain my memories maybe i should do hypnotherapy
1: you should but before you do that Sabrina I've been telling you forever for 2 years because this podcast this has been around for almost 2 years to read Ugh. many lives many masters I
0: know I know but that's not going to bring back my memories
1: I know but it's all about that
0: I know and I'm fully supportive of this reading get it i
1: pumped I writing. have
0: too many things going on in my life right now at this moment to be reading a book but when I sort out my uh future I shall do that
1: I also feel like people listening are probably confused as to why you said you have no time to read a book, but that you watch all of the television shows. That's because I want to take a moment to let people know that it's part of Sabrina's job to watch TV. Yes, correct.
0: (laughs) And also like with interviews and meeting on shows, I have to binge watch their show to know what's going on and what's happening in order to talk about it accurately and be like yeah i totally love when you did this with that and this is why i want to work on your show
1: i had a friend who didn't have that excuse but she'd always say that she didn't have time to read Mm -hmm. but she would watch like five hours of television a day and finally i was just like you know what why don't you just say i don't want to read i don't like to read (laughs) i prefer to take in my entertainment in a different way through the tube through the tube
0: visually yes I love reading and I miss it and I I'm still in my book club and I'm hosting next time and I hopefully will be able to read the book I think reading is the best medium
1: me too and I'm still I'm still very much a physical book me too me too but flipping the pages and mm -hmm. I like I like the smell I was just gonna
0: say the smell is so good although okay so I just got this book a Little Life and sorry I can't remember the guy's name Hama something it's a really complicated name but okay so I guess I do read because I've been reading it a little bit but <laughs> it's a massive book and unfortunately it it's like been around for a long time so you can tell that it's been it's been in a few hands and it just looks a little dirty so I feel bad reading it in bed because I feel like my sheets are getting
1: dirty oh yeah probably yeah uh, well
0: speaking of our futures in our lives and why we're recording all of our episodes early but no one knows that anyway we it's because april for us is the month of vacation
1: we are going to spain we are going to hawaii hopefully but not together
0: not together independently but because of that we picked this topic which we'd had on our list for a long time but it's vacation hauntings
1: vacay baby
0: Mm mm-hmm So you want to go on vacation, you want to go somewhere romantic, you want to go somewhere warm, you want to get a nice tan. Well, maybe after this haunting or after these hauntings, you might not want to. I don't know if yours is scary.
1: I don't think mine is scary.
0: Okay, well, I'll save mine for last then.
1: Perfect. Oh, great. (laughs) We're always, always a theme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You horrifying me somewhere, just random, (laughs) unpredictable.
0: In another universe.
1: So I chose the destination what what did you see out the window sorry Leia's just so cute i made a face (laughs) oh yeah that was
0: she's just like sleeping i'm gonna cry she's so cute she's She's sleeping and her little lips are like
1: oh god sorry oh yeah you really melted (laughs) your face it's so cute are you okay
0: yeah i just want to give her a hug oh
1: my god sabrina you're crying You're crying because you love your cat too much. (laughs) And I'm crying because you caught me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm good. Okay. Well, (laughs) for my vacation destination today, I chose the destination that my parents went for their honeymoon. Ooh. So I'm looping Bill and Debbie Deb into this.
0: Oh, maybe this is the episode that we should have Deb on. Should we just call her in? Phone a friend?
1: I always ask little Deb to come on and She never says yes. Why not? Because she, I don't know, she gets all shy and she's like, (laughs) who me?
0: (laughs) The great thing is that you hide behind a microphone, so it's easier. I
1: don't know. I don't think she wants, I don't think she wants the whole world. I think she fears maybe having the internet. You know what? I was just going to guess, but why guess? (laughs) I just have no idea why she won't be on our podcast. We'll ask her another time. I'll text her. I bet if my brother asked she would be on his podcast because he's the favorite. Well, you're my favorite, so. Thanks. (laughs) Okay, well, Bermuda is apparently my parents' favorite because that's where they went for their honeymoon. They got married in August of, I think it was 1985, if I did math right, which I usually don't, so somewhere around then. (laughs) And my parents were like walking around I asked them what they did and they're like "Oh, the beaches were beautiful we went shopping we went to the lighthouse we did a bunch of things and I was like did you see any ghosts did you do anything haunting haunted and then my mom said and she's not an inappropriate person and so I don't think she meant it as inappropriate but (laughs) I took it as inappropriate she responded and said we did a lot of things but looking for ghosts wasn't one of them
0: yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't think it's dirty but I get, I get how you can see that. Because they were talking about their honeymoon. Yeah, but you just listed a bunch of things that they did.
1: Yeah, they said that after.
0: Oh, see, this you was told the me first before. This was,
1: yes, I told you the conversation in a reverse order. because mm, I told mm-hmm. you what you needed to know. Then I went backwards <laughs> and told you all the extra stuff that gotcha. I shouldn't have said.
0: Okay, now I understand why you would have interpreted
1: that. Ugh, I don't want to think about it. Moving on. <laughs> so Bermuda has a ton of history besides being part of the bermuda triangle oh yeah there is plenty of other stuff going on in bermuda when the first settlers went to the island in the early 1600s they were met by strange noises there were high-pitched screeches and whales and noises that they assigned to be demonic and so already this island was like spooky when it first started out right but what they found out was that it was the wild pigs making those noises. No
0: way. Do they have them on online? Can I listen to them?
1: I, I didn't listen, but probably. Wow. I'm sure. But it doesn't matter that it was the wild pigs. The settlers still nicknamed the island the Isle of the Devils. <gasps> the Isle spooky. of Devils. The Isle of Devils. Bermuda is about 21 square miles or 53 square kilometers, so it's not huge, that's for sure. It's self governing and the UK acts as its mom when it comes to defense and foreign relations. But the entire population of the island is just over 71,000 people, which sounds like a little amount, but also I was like, wait, that seems like a lot. Yeah, because on an island? On an island. And then I looked up where I was from and I don't have that many people around me yeah. originally. So oh, I think interesting. it's poppin'. it's a poppin' island. Mm. But it, then again, it's its own country. Right. It's not
0: just an island. It's a country. It's like the Vatican, although the Vatican is much smaller of a country. Can you name the six countries that end with the letter Y? Uh, With
1: the letter Y?
0: That end with the letter Y. But well, we can do this later. But Germany.
1: Yeah. Uruguay. Yeah. Paraguay.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So I have three more. uh uh-huh. um, Oh, man. I have no idea. Tell me the other three.
0: Okay, Turkey, Vatican City, and then shoot now, I'm blanking on the other one. Anyway, there's, I think, only six. Well, let's move on.
1: Okay, whatever. This was, uh, what was that show? The Cash Cab? And oh, yeah. Cash Cab with two girls. You and asked girls. the question and you couldn't even answer it. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it was a trivia question
0: that Nick brought home the other day.
1: He busts in the door. Quiz, pop quiz. Yeah. Okay. So back to Bermuda. On the island is a town called St. George, and it's over 400 years old. Oh, Italy. It's township. Italy?
0: Yeah. Actually, I I think there's more than six. There's like eight, but whatever. (laughs) Sorry. This has
1: been knowledge knowledge (laughs) with Corinne and Sabrina.
0: (laughs) Yep. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Okay.
1: Sorry. Why am I apologizing? You interrupted me.
0: Yeah. I'm (laughs) the one who should be apologizing. This is going really well.
1: Oh, man. Sorry, guys. Yeah. (laughs) I hope no one's listening and this is their first episode. Okay. We're going back to Bermuda and to the town of St. George. It's 400 years old. And it's actually the site of where the very last woman was tried for witchcraft. The town on the island. Okay. I should specify. Wow. Because people are still being tried for witchcraft today in certain areas. Yes, 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 yes. This town is said to host many of the ghosts on the island. St. George is also a UNESCO World Heritage Site, just like the castle that I did last episode or three episodes ago, however many. And it was also one of the first settlements in the New World. It is also the oldest continuously inhabited settlement of the New World, which I guess makes sense because it's an island. So Bermuda was also involved in a lot of American history as well. And that makes sense because it sits not far off of the east coast of the U.S. The residents were involved in the American Revolution and in the American Civil War. So there's a lot of history, a lot of hauntings. And then let's not forget there's the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, we can't forget that. Yes, which, I mean... I'm not going to go into the Bermuda Triangle because that's an entirely separate episode. Yes. There's so much information on that and people probably get the gist of it already. So I'm going to focus on the ghosts on the actual island. But just to give you like a quick one sentence synopsis of the Bermuda Triangle, if you're like, what the heck is she talking about? (laughs) The Bermuda Triangle is a triangle sized area going from Bermuda to Miami to Puerto Rico where weird odd things happen there are ufo sightings there are missing ships and planes there's some time travel people like jump through these little time portals and arrive places way quicker than they should have etc 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 it's like the
0: bridgewater triangle which you did
1: the bridgewater kidney bean
0: yes 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 correct sorry (laughs) forgot that we renamed it
1: it's renamed forever in my mind (laughs) okay so one of the ghosts on bermuda on the island of bermuda is the ghost of Captain George Dew. Ooh. And actually, I call him a captain, but really, he was a pirate. So, <gasps> Captain Pirate. Captain Mary
0: Corinne,
1: Another potential suitor. <laughs> must have accidentally swiped left on hinge on him. <laughs> Gotta backtrack. Well. So, George was a pretty bad dude when he was young. He'd go around and he'd be looting and pillaging areas and just being reckless. Being a pirate. You know, being a boy. Being what a young boy. do... Yes, but I guess it turned out that he wanted to turn over a new leaf, and in 1699, he was like, I want to settle down, and so I'm going to go build a home in the St. George Parish in Bermuda and just be a nice person, and that is exactly what he did. That's his reputation. He went from being this, you know, regrettable type of human to being this cool man this awesome neighbor so gone was his wickedness that once inhabited him and he just spent the rest of his life being a generally fine man gone was his wickedness I like gone that. was his wickedness i can't wait to have kids so that i can read children's books with all of the different voices
0: it's gonna be fun
1: uh so the house that he built was nicknamed the Old Rectory and it still stands today. And you can actually go and stay inside of it. It's a bed and breakfast and it's owned by their Bermuda National Trust property. And if you stay there, you may get a little taste of the paranormal activity Ooh. because George used to play his or the harpsichord. Mm-hmm. And people staying on the property sometimes hear the gentle music, the gentle sound of wow. the harpsichord drifting through the home. George
0: he was a romantic at heart
1: yeah he gave up the life of pirating and pillaging to pluck a the strings of the <laughs> old popsichord
0: they do say that's the way to kick a pirating habit yeah it's
1: the best therapy <laughs> old Morgan not Captain Morgan like the rum but old Morgan he is another spirit that's said to haunt the island locals often refer to old Morgan in the summer when the low-lying rain clouds will head over the island, they'll kind of hover over the island, and it's believed they say that the rain cloud is an actually rain cloud, hmm. but instead it's the spirit of Captain Morgan who had been banning a whaleboat while smugglers attacked him in 1775. Whoa. And his spirit now revisits the site of his attack each summer in the form of a rain cloud, reminding residents that justice oh. has not been served. Wait,
0: that gives me chills. I'm imagining, like, a rain cloud in one spot. Is yeah, that what it just, is? just, like,
1: sitting there and not moving. I yeah. don't think so. I think they are just, like, rain clouds going over. I don't know. But I don't know. I guess I'll have to go to Bermuda and find out. Yeah, let's go. I'm down. Let's go. Honeymoon. <laughs> Two-year anniversary. Should we go to Bermuda? hey. <laughs> Laura Cox, her spirit also haunts a 200-year-old house on Orange Valley Road, and the home is in a super beautiful area. It sits amongst 15 acres of gardens and citrus orchards. So I'm like, no wonder that chick stuck around. That's really nice to go through. And now the house has gotten the reputation of being the most haunted house on the island (gasps) because of her spirit. Ooh, and apparently activity is so common that people say it's pretty standard to have some sort of unexplainable activity occur almost every single day. There are odd noises that are heard. Doors are slammed. People even see Laura Cox's spirit. And she had lived in the house but died in 1861. So she's been haunting it for quite some time now. And Laura was super into horticulture. And she stuck around the property probably to tend to her beloved plants because she really loved her garden. And after she passed away, her house was passed down to the family and her descendant, John Cox, he now owns the home, which may make it a little bit better just because, Right. I mean... It would be worse if she was just like, what I'm about to tell you, like yelling at a random person, but instead she's yelling at her relative because Laura does not handle change very gracefully when it comes to changes made to her garden.
0: Most ghosts do not like change.
1: No, they don't. Instead, Laura will go around and point very angrily (laughs) at the area where her flower garden used to be, which has since been removed, and she's pointing to tell everyone I feel it's like this gone is
0: very she's a kindred spirit to you
1: oh my gosh she she's my like spirit people are like oh that person or that that thing is my spirit animal i think laura cox is my spirit <laughs> person i'll be her <laughs> yes angrily pointing where are my petunias <laughs> can't wait can't wait so lesson learned don't mess with laura's <laughs> garden or mine my invisible garden I love it though. It's so she's like don't touch my stuff. It's very it's very Isabella Stewart Gardner of her. I don't know which, who that is. If people don't know who that is, it's there's a museum here. You can go to the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston. She was a woman who had collected a ton, a ton of art over her lifetime and she's got some like oh, we should go. We should go when you're here because it's so cool cuz she actually has a ton of like writings and letters and postcards from famous authors. Like, all of these famous people and just wild people in history that you're like, wait, what? How did she collect that? Or how how was that addressed to her? I like that. But basically, when she passed away, she donated her museum to somewhere, I don't know, the public. (laughs) But she said in her will, you can't move my stuff. Like, you can't take anything out. And you also can't put anything in. So she was basically like, you can look, but, like, don't touch. I like that. That's smart. Maybe I'll
0: do that in my will.
1: Yeah, and it's the site of one of the largest museum heists. What? Uh Uh-huh. What happened? These guys snuck in. They think that they dressed as security officers. Actually, oh my God, what's the name of that podcast? Is it Wine and Crime? Yeah. Yeah. The, the three women. Yeah, Wine and Crime from Minnesota. They, they did an episode on the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. Oh, so you can. I'll have to listen to that one. Yeah, Wine and Crime does an episode on the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. So you, if you want to learn about it, you should listen to their episode.
0: Also, they're just fantastic people, so just listen to them anyway. Yeah,
1: we love them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's another spirit on the island. His name is also George, so yet another George. And he is said to haunt the Fort St. Catherine, and he's been seen on the lower levels of the fort. And this fort was constructed back in 1614, and it still stands today. But George is a very noisy spirit. Too noisy. He pissed off his neighbors with all of his rambunctiousness. <laughs> and in 1970, some of the locals in Bermuda were like, yeah, we're going to have an exorcism performed on the fort because there's way <sighs> too much paranormal activity happening here. No way! Yeah, so they did that. And George seemingly shut up for a little bit, but not really because his behavior still somewhat continued. I mean, I think he was like, okay, I'm pissing people off. I need to cool my right. jets. But, but it wasn't... people
0: he's not a demon so an exorcism wouldn't work you know (laughs) yeah
1: he's just like still claim all right he was like oh man that was a little extreme he could have just told me
0: or he's just laughing at them trying to perform (laughs) an exorcism he's like i'm not going anywhere
1: yeah. Well, he, people still claim to see him, and many visitors still hear chanting in the lower chambers. Ooh, so I'm what? like, is it chanting from him that's just, like, echoing, reverberating off of the sides of the fort? Or yeah, does is he that? have other people that chant with him? Do all the ghosts gather together and go, oi, 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 oi. or maybe he's
0: mimicking the people who are trying to perform nexusism? He's like, oh.
1: So if you go to Bermuda in the summer, you might be thinking, I'm going to go get some sunny beach weather and I'm going to plant my butt right on the sand. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to get nice and bronzed. My melanin is going to be screaming at me. <laughs> and what's more attractive than a pink sand beach? The sand is pink. What? Pink. That's cool. Yes. So you can get like a little daiquiri and match your drink. can match the sand. Wow. But it may not be all rest and relaxation on this beach. Because that is where the ghost of Hugh Gray walks these pink sand beaches. Hugh owned a hotel, or I don't know if he owned it, but he at least managed the hotel on the island in the early 1900s. And in the 1920s, Hugh died mysteriously, and he was found at the foot of a staircase in his cottage. (gasps) So nobody ever figured out exactly what happened to Hugh. They're like, did he fall? Did someone push him? Did a ghost push him? brain hemorrhage it's really hard to say and no one has an answer but Hugh definitely wasn't ready to move on and maybe there's no point in moving on if you get to spend your afterlife on a peak sand beach yeah that sounds wonderful with pigs screaming from the woods
0: (laughs) I mean just being a ghost in Bermuda in general would be
1: nice pretty nice Yeah. So if you head to Bermuda, maybe you'll see a ghost, maybe not. But if you do anything at all, you should go on the Haunted History Tours. It sounds so fun. I was looking at all these pictures of the tours. And they take you through St. George. And they cover a lot of the history and the history of the hauntings on the island. And actors dress up as spirits and teach you about life back in the day. And what residents' lives were like. Just like gives you kind of a historic look of what were people doing on the island back in 1670 or whatever that's included i love history tours yes yeah and it's like history meets ghosts it's a perfect combination perfect combo so that's bermuda everybody so we gotta go gotta go if we don't get sucked up into the bermuda triangle on the way
0: yeah that's true or while we're there because we like don't you know if we go out boating and do scuba diving or snorkeling and then all of a sudden poof
1: we're gone poof Poof. in another dimension
0: there is a what (laughs) sounds like a serial killer inside of a corn maze outside of my window so i apologize if you hear any noises i think Uh, they're using a,
1: a power saw don't know why uh and Yeah, so if you hear anything. Oh my God, you confused me so much in your explanation. I thought you meant that there was literally like people were going missing in corn mazes and they thought that there was a serial killer. And I was like, right now, but the corn, it's not even growing season. That's not until July. What's happening? Where's this corn maze? (laughs) Why aren't people saying something?
0: (laughs) No, no, no. Just background noise concern. Although the power did go out in my apartment complex the other night and i was terrified because the way the generator it made the biggest noise like as if someone had like hammered it and broke it and then the power went out and this is like 11 p.m and i just got so paranoid and started imagining the darkest things and i was like our windows open someone's going to crawl in and then any creaker noise of doors in the hallway it was like they're going to break their front door and then nick likes to provoke when i'm scared and goes should i go grab the knife and
1: I was like, Nick, stop. <laughs> like, oh, I'd be like, yes, bitch, please. I'll grab mine. It's right here.
0: <laughs> yes. And then he went, fell right asleep. And I was like, great. I'm, oh, no. I'm alone. And I stayed awake for another two hours and just stared out the window. Watching. Now you
1: can write it into your script. Now you truly understand the irrational fear of someone <laughs> experiencing a power outage. Yes. Okay. What do you have for us?
0: Well, okay. Hopefully, I will be going to Hawaii on vacation in April, TBD, depending on my life. Um, Actually, hopefully, I'm there while this episode comes out. Anyway, I'm going to paint a picture for you, okay?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: This is actually what I imagine my life will be like. So imagine you're on vacation in Hawaii, okay? Picture this. Oh, I'm picturing it and it's nighttime and you want to go dip your toes in the water and you know just look at the moonlight reflecting off the ocean so you wander down there but then you see something strange kind of like a group of people emerging out from under the water at first it looks like one maybe two they're carrying like these lights and all of a sudden you realize it's not just two people it is a massive group of what looks like warriors carrying spears and clubs and the sound of thunderous drumming begins accompanied by the warning sound of a conch shell
1: what do you do corinne um bury myself in the sand and only keep one eye visible to keep that one eye on them to make sure they're not coming for me
0: wow corinne you are pretty spot on what you're supposed to do wait
1: really yeah
0: i I literally said tbd what corinne says <laughs> but- <laughs>
1: i'm proud of myself i don't wow. even know the answer yet
0: yeah, so basically, there's different. So, two, there are two or three different things you should do. One of them is that you're supposed to lie motionless and face down in the sand or ground, wherever you are, and, and like just act like you're not there and don't make eye contact with them, which is basically what you said. Oh. And um. then the other, there, there's weird. Okay. The other one is just run and hide. And then <laughs> the, so it's fight or flight. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But there's another free- one that... freezer flight. Yes. There's another one though that says legend requires you to strip naked before jumping down and lying on the ground. Why? I do not know. Another one says peeing yourself will keep you alive. Don't know why. But basically, if you don't do any of those things, the night marchers will... Basically, anyone who looks upon them... Will die violently unless you have a blood relative within the marcher's ranks.
1: Uh, so don't look at them. And then also, so okay, so if you see them, you have to strip naked, you run and hide. But then, as soon as you find a hiding spot, you just drop down to the sand, pretend you're not there, don't make eye contact, and then pee yourself.
0: No, no, no. you don't have to do them all at the same time. It's like I mean, one... why,
1: why <laughs> risk one not working over the other? Why not combine all of them? Just Be safe.
0: (laughs) Yep. You'll look like a loony bin, but sure. They
1: might leave you alone because they're like, this one? This one's weird. We better keep marching. Mm -hmm.
0: It's basically the same tactics of what to do when a killer comes
1: at you. Yeah. Just make weird noises. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That probably
0: scared a ton of people. (laughs) Sorry. I call that one Velociraptor. (laughs) it totally sounds like that okay okay so basically these are the night marchers and they're a legend in Hawaii but also many people have seen them and they are one form of ghost that no ghost hunters should go searching for they are also known as the Hukaipo I had to write that out phonetically because I would never have been able to pronounce it Hukaipo and they are the deadly ghosts of ancient Hawaiian warriors that are said to roam the islands at night and specifically on nights honoring the Hawaiian gods. And these night marchers are said to emerge from their burial sites or from the depths of the sea to march until sunrise. And in life, the warriors were said to have protected sacred people. And the people were so sacred that common man was not allowed to look at them. And if they did, the warriors were uh, ordered to kill the common man. Oh, gosh. So much violence. I know. I know like the, and they would just do it without a second guess like that's what their job was it was to make sure no one looked at the sacred person and uh which reminded me of there's so many game of thrones
1: references that it reminded me of like the mountain and do you watch yeah but i'm like only i'm season five episode like two I've been stuck there for a while.
0: Okay. Well, so you know the Unsullied, you yes. know the Mountain, and the White Walkers, which yes. all of, all three, I think, the night marchers are a combination of all three of those. Okay. So their jobs in life were to protect the sacred and the high-ranking chiefs, and it was a time where Hawaii was governed by a strict caste system. So the chiefs were believed to hold immense mana, which is basically spiritual power, and were thought of as physical representations of gods, which is why they were so sacred and protected by these warriors. And today, they continue their duties and roam various areas on the island. Many of them were actually once battlefields. And they appear in the way that I told you, where they emerge from their burial grounds or from the ocean. And they seem like they're floating. they, they There are two different versions. One said that they leave footprints behind. And the other said that they seem to be floating and gliding one foot off the ground. Which is... Is creepier I think.
1: Yeah I think that's way creepier too. Way creepier.
0: Yeah and they carry torches and they beat drums as they march and they're believed sometimes be, to be accompanied by ancient Hawaiian gods and goddesses which is kind of cool but you can't look at them or they'll kill you so that sucks.
1: So do you just you can look above them just don't make what? eye contact use your peripherals.
0: Right or look at them from far far away. Cause yeah like right now you.
1: I'm not looking at you but I'm looking at the top of your ponytail but I'm basically <laughs> seeing you you can cheat you can cheat yeah you're doing great you are prepared
0: to meet the night archers so unfortunately these warriors are believed to be fated to eternally march the islands in search of their next battle which is really sad it's like one they seem like angry people we're not angry sorry that's not correct they seem like they have to do their job which is to kill people and they're forced to do it their whole lives which i imagine or their whole afterlives which i imagine gets pretty tiring and what if they want to move on with their life apparently they can't there's different theories that they're looking to reclaim their rightful territory that they lost in wars and battles uh some people also think that the residual hauntings that are reliving the marches to battles Mm.
1: but then if it was a residual haunting i would question why they have the ability to then acknowledge that you're looking at them and kill you right i don't think they're residual but these are just what people believe
0: there's another belief that they're trying to avenge their deaths another one says they're looking for an entrance into the next world which i think is so fascinating that's because i also imagine they didn't all die at the same time like sure some of them must have died in big battles but i bet other ones died at other points and it seems like they've all found each other and regathered Mm -hmm. and like Reformed the troops, which is just fascinating. They're most active at night, but have occasionally been seen during the day, and they can walk right through buildings. So I'm imagining a banker just sitting at his desk, and he hears someone come in. And there's like beating drums, like I don't know, is that their ringtone maybe? And he's <laughs> looking down at his computer, typing away, and he's like, "Hello, uh, we can offer you a ton of savings. Do you want to open a bank account?" And then he looks up and then screams and dies. But that's just my imagination. <laughs> you imagine whatever you want. Uh, some of the sites that they frequent are sacred grounds, such as Yokohama Bay, the Third's Summer Mansion, Makaha Valley Plantation, and Kalama Valley. I am sorry if I mispronounced those. I will get better before I go to Hawaii. And they go to a bunch of different places. So basically, you can look it up and it has so many locations on all the islands that like no matter what which island you go to it's possible to see the night marchers. They've also been seen going through the armory inside the diamond head crater. And as obvious as it is, you should not go searching for the night marchers, but sometimes you don't have to go searching for them because they find you.
1: They find you.
0: Yeah. And so this has been a legend and this has been happening for as far back as it goes, but the very first written account was in eighteen eighty three. And it's basically because the Hawaiian language was only spoken before western western contact. So there mm-hmm. was no written documents. So this man, Captain Cook, in eighteen eighty three, described various sightings of ghost soldiers and the spirit king of Kame Kamehameha. The great while on the big island and multiple other people on his ships would see him but no one died from him which is great or from them the stories are most common at the nuanu pali lookout the Moana falls and the haiku stairs the marchers were also spotted as recently as 2012 and they were marching around the downtown honolulu davies pacific center what's uh-huh, and the building security cameras supposedly captured the night marchers just before a cleaning lady accidentally witnessed them on her own with her own two eyes.
1: Wait, no, no, what happened to the cleaning lady?
0: She died the next day.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: No. Ah. Uh, I know. She didn't mean to. I know. It, I know, it's so sad. But people say that she joined their joined the marchers parade like she's part of them now which reminds me of white walkers again but Mm -hmm. it makes me wonder if that's just a story they made up to like give her something in the afterlife rather than just thinking that they killed her and she's dead and where is this video uh,
1: this surveillance video footage I would like to see
0: I could not find it I wonder if people deleted it but there are a bunch of videos on YouTube of like night marchers so is it
1: is it like bird box where if you watch it through YouTube you still die I hope not did you watch it I watched some Yes, okay, well, I'll wait. I'll see if you do <laughs> The
0: great thing is that we have some episodes pre-recorded, so if it happens,
1: I'll still put these out. <laughs> How insensitive, <laughs> um,
0: okay, and then a security guard at the cades shoot building named Ricky claims he caught a glimpse of the night marchers during a brief trip to Waialua. Sorry. this was like 19 years ago. So it was July 5th of 1995. He and his girlfriend Jennifer were visiting their friend. Actually, I have to clarify his then girlfriend. He made it very clear he's not dating her anymore. Oh, okay. He and his then girlfriend Jennifer were visiting their friend and son who were camping on Mokiluai Beach. And they arrived at the beach around 10 or 11 p.m. And they were walking towards their friend's tent. And they saw this flash of light in the distance. And it looked like a line of fire ants marching down the mountain by Dillingham Airfield. And they thought that there were just people hunting. But then he realized it was a line of long torches that seemed endless. And they were slowly disappearing off the mountain ridge. So they were going over the mountain. And he said the line just continuously. It just kept going. It never ended. So it meant like there were so many warriors. And he and his friends actually survived to tell the tale but ricky was so freaked out after learning what night marchers were that he never returned back to that beach fearful of seeing them and actually having a full encounter with them
1: i wonder if they're actively killing people to create an army and if there's some sort of war that we don't know about that's soon to happen on the other side
0: well that's scary this is game of thrones yeah well summer is coming there is another woman. Her name is Celeste. And she lived on a ridge next to a valley on the top of Kaunoi Street. And every so often, she would wake up to the sound of beating drums. It was faint, but it was very clear. And she would turn to wake her husband. And the two of them would just lay there listening. And they both knew it was the night marchers. But they both like enjoyed knowing that they were passing. Mm-hmm. And one night, they decided to peek out of their window and saw the faint light of the torches moving along with the sounds of the drums and then february 25th 2004 celeste's father passed away in tacoma washington and two days later she awoke to the night marchers marching in the valley and moments later a gust of wind came through the window and blew across her face and immediately she was struck with like these thoughts that her dad was in peace and he was okay she was like maybe the night marchers wanted me to know that my dad was okay and at peace so like maybe they have access to the other side and are bringing communication to people
1: which I think is very sweet that is sweet but then it doesn't explain the other side of things like how do you know how do they pick and choose who they're going to be nice to I have no idea
0: well they didn't see her they didn't make eye contact with her they just sent a message through the wind I have no idea I have no idea Maybe it's just as long as you don't look them in the eye.
1: When you look me in the eyes.
0: (laughs) One last story. There was a guy. He is a reader of ParanormalStories.com, which is a blog, and it's very fun to read. And he submitted that he did look the night marchers in the eyes, but he survived. And he was on the beach with some friends when they saw the warriors, and he thought that they – like, he didn't think that they looked scary, so he kind of starts walking towards them, interested and fascinated by them. And all of a sudden – what he believes was the leader turned to look at him and he said he saw the warrior's eyes were lit like fire they were red they just brought about darkness and he immediately felt fear and he ran and sped away with his friends in a car the next day he had no recollection of what had happened and it wasn't until years later when he returned to that very same beach where he was flooded with all of his memories so maybe they don't always kill but they Sometimes wipe your memory to be like don't know oh, like you do That's kind of
1: like the How about you forest mm-hmm. where people don't remember that they had an experience until they right. en- re-enter the forest. Right.
0: Yeah. So it's I don't know. There's so many different theories and there's so many different experiences with the night marchers. But at, either way, that kind of sounds scary. I mean, aside from like the nice sweet message that they sent to Celeste, but they sound they sound a little frightening. Mm-hmm. I and, know. I don't. Know. <laughs> They're also said to march on the last four Hawaiian moon phases, so it's like right before the moon goes completely dark, and basically everyone, every article I read was just like, "Don't go looking for them," and if you do see them, strip naked, lay face down in the sand, and pee yourself, or run inside and hide, or do all four like Corinne would do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Little combo,
0: combo. Now, now you got me
1: thinking about Taco Bell. not combos the snack oh those are good too wow okay the night marchers i thought were gonna be by their title and by them being in hawaii i thought it would be like this really cool group that like i don't know they just march around and are like native to the island and you just get to watch them and it's a really cool experience no but it sounds horrifying and violent Mm-hmm. yeah
0: i wonder though if you if you knew where they frequented if you can find a place like a nice vista which overlooks whatever island you're on that also overlooks the area so it's in a distance and you bring binoculars and you pr- binoculars. Why why i say it like that i don't know i don't know <laughs> but you bring them and you you set up camp in that spot and then you watch
1: them Like That'd be interesting. But then what if you're watching through the binoculars and then everyone's (laughs) going by, but one person just goes stops and (gasps) quickly turns their head and makes eye contact with you from miles away? Oh, that would be scary, but also kind of cool. That's very scary. So they only come out at night?
0: Yes, though they have been seen during the day and they've walked through buildings while people are in them.
1: So all those people witnessed them?
0: Yeah, but they probably dropped down... Because I probably know, like, this is a legend that's passed down to everyone in Okay. Hawaii. Okay. Like, it's, Just lie on the floor, something...
1: don't look at them.
0: Yeah, pee, pee yourself. yourself, get naked. Get naked. Sounds like a orgy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I <laughs> as feel like about part, as, but. As if I have knowledge of what an orgy is like.
1: I don't know, Sabrina. Do you I have... did
0: watch True Blood, and they had some weird shit that happened in there.
1: And also Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has so many.
0: That's true. I guess I
1: know so much about it. (laughs) I guess you're a sexpert.
0: (laughs) Ew, that's a weird word. (laughs) I'm sure it's
1: a word. Did I just make it up? I think it's a word. sexpert? I I bet it is, but it just...
0: I don't know why, but it it combined with the word pervert in my mind, so it just got weird. (laughs) All
1: right, what you got, girl? Okay, we are going on a different type of vacation today. This isn't a vacation... Well, it's to a destination... But it's a different type of vacation. It's perhaps a vacation to a uh, church camp. Oh, that's vacation. That's vacation. Hey, Corinne and Sabrina. Ever since my big brother turned me on to your awesome podcast this year, I know I had to share my stories with you. I want to tell you about the church my family has attended the last several years. The church was founded in 1765 in North Carolina. The original sanctuary burned down in 1774 and was replaced by a log meeting house. A log meeting house sounds fun. Mm-hmm. The current sanctuary slash meeting house was built in 1854. Our old cemetery holds the remains of many veterans dating back to the Revolutionary War. Wow. You could say the church and its land has seen quite a bit of history. Now that you have the backdrop, I can tell you several encounters my family has had there. I'll start with my youngest daughter, who's now three years old. She was an infant infant and young toddler, she would rarely wave to anyone, even the people that she liked. One day, my husband was carrying her one-year-old self through the, quote, new cemetery, graves from the 1900s on, Mm -hmm. to the playground when suddenly she started laughing and waving. Keep in mind, she was facing behind him towards the graves and no one else was around. We can only surmise that she saw a friendly spirit that day. Both my husband and my oldest son, have seen shadows pass behind the sanctuary where no one is at. My oldest has also heard footsteps walking behind him as he has entered the sanctuary alone. My encounter, though, is the big one. This happened over the course of several days this past June as my best friend and I were were preparing for VBS, Vacation Bible School, for the kids. We were on crunch time and we were putting in very late nights at the church. First of all, there is a box on the outer wall of the fellowship hall next to the sanctuary which holds the keys to the church. Every evening, each evening we had to lock, each evening we had to unlock the box to get the keys and then lock them back up when we left. The breezeway where the box is located faces out to the parking lot in one direction and the new cemetery in the other. I cannot begin to express to you the absolute feeling of dread and evil Oof. that came from the direction of the, ce- of the new cemetery at night. Only at night, oddly enough. It was the heaviest, most ominous presence we have ever felt. Needless to say, we learned how to make a mad dash <laughs> in getting the keys from and back into the box every evening. On our last working nights there, the three of us in the building, we were the only people on the entire church grounds, were in the office making copies when I heard footsteps on the stairs leading into the hallway. We stopped the copier and listened. The handle on the door to the stairway began to rattle like someone was trying to open it. It stopped and we carried on with our copying. A few minutes later, we heard it again. And once it stopped, we continued with our work a little shaken, but determined to get things done. A few more minutes passed by when suddenly we all felt something rushing towards us. We just instinctively at the same time blurted out, It's coming again! Oh. <laughs> and backed up against the wall. Actually, they pushed me in front of them since I was the oldest and a mom. Gee, thanks guys. <laughs> Each of the door handles In the hallway rattled in turn. At this time, we decided that the spirits wanted us gone, so we packed up and we went to leave. As we were standing at our cars, I clearly saw a shadow of a head and shoulders walking down the stairs and around the landing of the building we were just in. No. My best friend saw someone sitting at the top of the stairs, and our other friend saw nothing but felt a very uneasy presence with her in the car on her way home home nope we decided no more working till midnight at the church we needed to leave by nightfall for our own sanity (laughs) a couple days later two of us were working there in the daytime with all out with all outside doors locked when we heard the heavy bathroom door swing open and close no one else was in the building just us and the spirits so it doesn't even matter if it's nighttime or daytime Yeah. on the last night we were there we broke our promise of leaving early that night I drove home with the feeling that something or someone was in my back seat Mm -mm. it was a heavy bad feeling Mm -mm. I kept checking behind me and had thoroughly checked my car before getting in it but I could not shake the dread I was legitimately terrified the whole way home I even made my cousin talk to me on the phone so someone would know if something bad happened to me and it took several hours to shake the feeling, and I actually ended up being extremely sick for the next several days. Coincidence? Maybe, but I swore no more late nights at the church for me. I don't think that spirits I don't think the spirits inside meant any harm, but whatever is outside at night is most definitely evil. Well, that's my story of our haunted church. There are so many other stories of other people's encounters there i'm happy to have my own but really could have done without the evil entity (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) thanks for reading stay spooky and keep up the good work lorraine
0: um there is nothing scarier than when something is happening like her using the copier or you watching tv on your computer and all of a sudden you feel like you hear something else and you have like stop what you're doing right and but then you
1: like make it obvious if there is someone else yes you're making it obvious that you're now aware of their presence yep
0: there's nothing more terrifying than that.
1: I'm also so curious because they were prepping for a church camp. Like there was a vacation Bible school for kids coming to that camp. And there was obviously a ton of prep to do so many late nights. So I'm so curious. Did the kids sleep over in the church? Like, was it an overnight thing? What did they experience?
0: But if they're prepping for it it could have been at a different location. Like it could have been they prepped for it at the church and then did the camp elsewhere.
1: Maybe. Yeah. I mean I don't know. I've never been to a, a vacation bible school. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I, I also just love that her daughter, who doesn't who didn't at the time wave to people, even if she liked them, waved to a ghost in the cemetery. It
1: really makes you wonder what the ghost did. Like yeah, what was the made what was the funny secret? face?
0: don't know and we'll never know because one-year-olds don't remember things no
1: they don't unfortunately even
0: if they're baby geniuses oh, man. like
1: me hopefully she wasn't waving to like the evil entity that's in that cemetery mm. it pretended it was a little girl like,
0: Hello. oh that's so creepy so creepy well i was taking it so much nicer <laughs> now i have creepy images in my head um scary yeah yeah I mean, the doors rattling, that stuff, like, it, yeah, she said that the spirits in the church didn't seem evil, but if there's, I wonder if the evil spirit can get inside, because the doors rattling like that and being so terrifying is, that doesn't sound good to me.
1: Yeah, I wonder if there's some sort of, maybe also some sort of, like, force field or protection that keeps the spirit from coming in. But it's going to keep trying, or maybe it's doing that to terrify the other spirits that are already inside of the church that are Mm. preventing it from coming in.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Okay, what do you have for us?
0: Okay, this is from Crystal. Crystal? How do you say it? Crystal. But it's
1: with an A-L. I know, and also a K. I think it's just a different spelling. Okay,
0: this is from Crystal. And it says, my dead grandpa surprised me in Spain, question
1: mark. Hey, Corinne and Sabrina. Spain. Yeah,
0: in Spain, which is where you're
1: going. I'll have already been there by the time this comes out. That's true. I'm
0: from a town right outside of New York City, Secaucus, New Jersey. Only thing we're good for is our train station that takes you right into New York, which is very true because every time my family would drive to Secaucus, park there and take the train into New York City. (laughs) I'm 23 and addicted to your podcast, especially Encounters. I thought this would be a long shot if you actually read my story, but I thought, hey, why not give it a try? Everyone should give it a try because guess what? We're reading Crystal's story and we'll read yours hopefully one day. We want we want them all. Uh, my grandfather passed away March of 2017, just two months before I graduated college and I was devastated. While growing up, it was a little hard to say abuelo, so we re- referred to my grandfather as abo. And the name just stuck. Throughout this story, I'm going to refer to him as such. So ABO and I were super close, but he was never the type to show a lot of affection. ABO got pretty sick two weeks before he passed, and just around the same time when he did get sick, he told my mom that if he were to die, he would want to be home, that he would want to be home and not in the hospital. Once he died, he passed in his sleep because that's what he wanted. Fast forward to this summer, I decided to go visit some cousins that lived in Mallorca, Spain. Hey. Which is exactly where Corinda's I went know. or is going at the time of this recording. Background Mallorca is a little island off of Spain right next to Ibiza. My ex boyfriend and I broke up the night before I left. He broke up with me Friday and I left Saturday. So eleven hour trip by yourself when someone just broke up with you isn't so pleasant. F him. Well, once I had gotten to my cousins in Spain, I definitely was a little better, but it was the second night I was there and I was sobbing before I went to bed just because emotions are emotions and it hit me pretty hard that night. Thankfully, because of Wi-Fi, I was able to contact my mom and talk to her because I was an emotional wreck. And as I hung up the phone with her, I heard someone at my door and I thought it was my cousin. So I immediately put my phone under my pillow and I pretended that I was sleeping since I didn't want my cousin to worry. I heard the door crack open and I heard footsteps as if someone was walking into my room. I didn't hear the light turn on, but there was a white light because my eyes were mostly shut, but I sensed that there was some sort of light in the room. Then I felt two hands. Someone brushed my arm and tucked me into bed, putting the covers on top of me. I'm never the type to put covers on myself when I sleep because I get hot, but I immediately felt right to sleep and it was probably the best night of sleep that I had gotten the whole time I was on vacation. The next morning, I woke up and immediately went to my cousin and thanked her for taking care of me last night and for tucking me into bed. I apologized for crying and I told her I shouldn't be crying over a boy. She told me that I shouldn't be crying over a boy, but she was confused. She had told me she didn't even go into my room the night before. I had said to her that I knew she was kidding, but I thanked her for taking care of me since I was hysterically crying, and she swore she did not go into my room. I had then said that I thought it was her husband since him and I were pretty close. But being that her husband was at work that morning, she called him and asked if he came into my room and he said that absolutely not. He did not go into my room. They both had then proceeded to tell me that the guest room I was staying in locked from the inside and if someone was trying to get in, I would need to open the door for them. My cousin and her husband have no kids, no pets, nothing. It wasn't the wind. It wasn't the air. I wasn't sleepwalking. Someone was there with me that night. Since being hashtag shooketh, I then called my mom, told her what happened And she believes in spirits and ghosts. She's super into that. She then told me that she had a dream of my abo. And in the dream, he told her that he was going to take care of me, to not to worry, and that I was going to be fine. And well, here we are. Anytime I share this Anytime I share this story, people don't believe me, but I thought I'd send this in, hoping you ladies would read it. Hope you enjoyed my story. I love you gals so much. Thank you for getting me through my morning commute and through my work day. Keep on doing what you do best. Virtual hug, Crystal.
1: Oh my goodness. I love ABO.
0: Right? And I love that the that he went to her mom to confirm that he was taking care of her.
1: Right. Because it's one of those things too where Going through a breakup is tough, or just going through anything that is tough is also tough on your parent. Yeah, and if they're far away from you, that's so stressful for them. And I'm sure just the fact that she was a whole country, oh, countries away, an ocean away, was probably mm-hmm. so hard for her mom, wondering like, uh, how's she doing? Is she enjoying her time there? And then, you know, Crystal herself was trying to have a good time in a I new know. country, but obviously it's not something that you can just turn off in your mind. You're probably thinking about it every second. So that if yeah. ever there was a time where he was like, I'm in, I'm coming in, I'm gonna try my best to, you know, help out with this situation, put some band aids on the bobos. Mm-hmm. This was it. He stepped up.
0: And he had just passed away, so it was like the the combination of sadness and emotions that she had
1: mm, mm-hmm.
0: and he just he came to comfort her and tucked her in like uh, there is nothing better than the feeling of your parents tuck you in
1: like tucking you in I remember as a child I'd be like mom tuck me in it uh, was my favorite and you know what was the best was when you'd fall asleep in the car and then you'd be kind of half asleep half awake and you'd get picked up in the car now i'm thinking (laughs) of the because there's that scene in the oa where he describes like you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. the second season of the oa oh it's so good but it just brought me back i was like yes i love that feeling of being like kind of half asleep and your parents picking you up and bringing Mm -hmm. you into your bed and tucking you in and taking your shoes off the worst day
0: was when i got my parents refused to carry me And I had to wake up and use my own two feet.
1: (laughs) Oh, that was the worst. Yeah. I want to be four again.
0: (laughs) I want to be like seven.
1: Trying to think of my life as a seven-year-old. And you know what? That was when I had the teacher who clicked her nails. So. Oh, there you go. I'll stick with, I'll be five. Yeah.
0: If I went back to five, maybe I can like make sure to write a journal so I remember all the things that happened to me. Yeah,
1: actually, you know what? I'm gonna go back to four because when you're four, you get to do your your part time. You know, you're part time. You are. You only go to <laughs> school true. for half of a day.
0: Did you ever have nap time as a kid in school?
1: Oh yeah. I don't think I ever napped. Pretty I sure never I just had laid there time. on the mat.
0: Everyone always says that they had nap time. I never did. Really? Yeah, Maybe you don't remember
1: it because you were sleeping.
0: Or maybe I don't remember it because I have no memories.
1: <laughs> you really should know. go into the hypnotherapy. I'm curious to see what would be brought Help out. Help me. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe mm. that's because you're the tethered. You escaped from the <sighs> underground, so you don't remember any of your past memories. Oh, you're doing the weird... Yeah. The face. <laughs> the fingers on the face. That doodle doo 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 Do-do-do-do-do i could be i could be
0: oy. Oy, oy, oy. i split away from myself disassociated mm-hmm. um hi uh everyone should email us their ghost stories and send them to two girls one ghost podcast at com because we want to read them and you never know well we try to read everyone's stories we only have so many podcast episodes but we We try to accommodate as many as possible, so send
1: them all to us. We also have a live show coming up in Boston like next week, so Mm -hmm. please get your tickets if you haven't already and come see us and support us and boo us because that's what we do. Boo.
0: Boo. And you can support us by donating to our Patreon, which helps us – do more live shows and also put out more content and pay for an editor to help us free up more time to do more content and uh you can also support us by buying merch which we love and have cute new designs out so check
1: them out word of mouth is huge we always tell everyone pyramid scheme join it you (laughs) go you tell two people they better tell two people or else you know most pyramid
0: schemes don't admit that they're pyramid schemes but we do we 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 call them as we
1: see them you know
0: we're very open about it to just participate
1: our most authentic self very true very true and we will see see you you on the other side very spooky